praises. This is the part Jesus gets, so. All right, Bob, go ahead. I just woke up this morning. I got the best feeling in my bones. I'm telling you, I'm praising God, giving glory, and I'm just so happy to be here. Bob's bones feel good. Okay, there it is. Praise. <laughs> Vicki, go ahead. Um, also, while we were out of town, my oldest son and my youngest son came in and did some backyard cleanup for us that was so severely needed. Wow. And, uh, I mean, we weren't there, but, and they took care of my leftovers for me, which was also awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Kids are good at that. again yesterday and, and finished it off, so. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Who else? Praises. Andrew. Um, just to see everyone. Yeah, amen. Really cool. And then, uh, I, uh, this may sound like a small thing, but to me it's a big thing. I have always had trouble sleeping pretty bad. And well, last night was the seventh night in a row that I slept hard all the way through the night without waking up. And so I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> and I got one more. I want to shake your hand after <laughs> And, um, I start Bible school next month, which is a new thing. Yeah. July. Yeah. It's July. Yep. Yeah, it's already July. Oh, it's this month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, month. yesterday. Yeah, I guess like three weeks. Yeah. Amen. Lisa, what's your praise? Uh, gosh, I have a lot, but uh, mostly that uh, to see family, to see Amber and Andrew and the kids and that Gavin's here from New York and Jenny was here for like five days and um awesome it's just like to see family is just so nice and maddie's here and Maddie's her boyfriend right yeah they'll be here today they'll be at church today uh, from north dakota so grandkids wow. are gathering it's wonderful cool paula i'm glad to be back with my church family amen, amen. and i know it's because Y'all prayed for me, and God heard your prayers and made me well. Cool. Daryl, what's your praise? Oh, you caught me, huh? <laughs> well, you had your hand up right behind Paula. You know, oh, you were just holding up two fingers so it looked like horns. That's what's it. Okay. Well, I, I want to kind of bounce off of what I was talking a few minutes ago with... Uh, what's his name? That one there. Josh. Josh. Oh, sorry. I was, I, was, I was reading these notes. So sorry Praise the Lord for not just Josh, but others in the church that you can see the Lord growing them and working through them. Amen. I want to praise the Lord for all the men and women that gave for our freedoms. Some gave all, some gave some. Uh, and my, my sister, I was finally able to give her her car. Uh, yesterday, she's real happy, and that makes me happy. Cool. You do that all for all your brothers and sisters? Just the one that gave me my shot. I mean, oh, okay. Just see, you yeah. got a lot of brothers and sisters I here. I was just checking. <laughs> I got 13 of them. I know, I can't do that. <laughs> but she, she said, Look, I never asked you for nothing. I need a car. I said, No problem. Cool. Who else? Eva. I want to sing praises to God. 
Thank you, Jesus. I am now officially. You are. Yeah. What do you think I am? What do you think I am? A member of the body of Christ. I am officially of this body. Amen. And I, I had invited my friends to come and see me baptized. Are they the ones that drove up late? Yes. I told you I was there. Yep. And, um, <laughs> I thought that's what I was. And I just want to tell you, Lisa, uh, when I walked up that stairs, I didn't see anything. And when I turned around and you were sitting there, I thought, it's Lisa. <laughs> I, and I, I, I am just so in awe of my journey. And I just wish that everybody and hope that everybody would just include me in my journey and help me along the way. We're your family. And I, I just well, have so many praises for being here and thankfully and hopefully my little grandson is kind of coming this direction. Amen. 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 He's here and he was smiling about it so there we go. We'll uh, we will do our part. This is, I want to give my praise now. This is when you say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, yeah. Jesus, thank you, Lord. This is when you have to say, I love to say it. When I wake up in the morning time, I say, good morning, my Father, I love you. Good morning, Jesus, I love you. Good morning, Holy Spirit, I love you. This is your precious child, Mary, speaking to you. Lord, I know my child, I love you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hallelujah, praise him, people. He's awesome. Amen. I mean, I just can't help myself. Just can't. Just like you, you can't help okay. just He's just wonderful to serve him, you know. Well, we got this side of the room taken care of now. What about y'all? <laughs> right, go ahead, Lisa. Um, I'd like to praise the Lord for that. <coughs> Sorry. For the um, Women's Fellowship on Friday morning at the coffee shop at Leland's in Princewood, the young women with children wanted to get together and just talk about their lives and uh, talk about God, and um, Megan has brought her bonus mom and her mother-in-law, and we've met Amanda's friend, Anna, and <coughs> they ask good, good questions, and... <coughs> But um, God is definitely drawing Anna and her husband to a different church. I mean, they're church-looking, shopping right now. I guess that's how you put it. And um, and has her husband been coming to the Saturday thing? No, I, I thought that she had said that. But we'll pray that. Yeah, absolutely. She asked good questions, and and she made it a point to tell me that as chaotic as it was this Friday, there were like 15 little kids in that play area, that um, she really got a lot out of it, and she enjoyed learning like what a concordance was, and they downloaded the you know the Bible app that has the concordance on it, not ever thinking that the Bible wasn't written in American. It was written in different languages, and you go back to the source. So um, it's just exciting to see people hungry. Well, definitely send that husband over our way. We, we like good questions. <laughs> we'll see about that. I hope they'll come today. They're invited to come today. Amen. Amen. How's the uh, Saturday morning group going? Oh, it's going good. It's I wasn't good. there, so. Yeah, it was better. 
better. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, it's not that I'm not supportive because I am, but uh, when I attend, it, it's kind of, I don't want to take it over. I'm not going to take it over. Yeah. It, you're responsible for this. And so, like so I will be there. I will be there once in a while, maybe most of the time, but <laughs> I won't always be there. And there are reasons for that. Yeah. I got Saturday morning is pretty busy time for me anyway. But uh, uh, at any rate, who else has praise? This is praise time. Jerry. Had a pretty decent week at work. Not, not great. Not good. Maybe as bad as my weeks have been lately, I'll take it. Now I'm have a four-day weekend this weekend. Praise God. I'll take it. I'll take it. Nice. <laughs> okay. Amen. Amen. Lisa. I had a good week at work, and I got nine days off, so I'm going to have much-needed rest. Amen. Awesome. Good. Good. Christine. So I have a couple. Um, we took the kids back to Josh's mom and dad Wednesday. We had safe travels there and back. Um, Josh and I got to spend a couple days together um, without the kids doing things, which was nice. Um, and then we are just so blessed to have a bed <laughs> because we got the bright idea to paint our room yesterday after Saturday morning and needless to say we did not sleep in our bed last night and we don't have spare beds we have two little twin size beds so we made a camp out in the living room I'm not 15 anymore, and I cannot sleep on the floor. I'm not sure your friends, Andrew, did not get sleep on the floor. Yeah. I know, you sleep either. Well, Josh. I want to praise the Lord for the, the Saturday thing because it, it, uh, it's really helped me and build confidence in myself and, and things I've learned <laughs> and be able to share uh, things. Um, so I just want to praise the Lord for getting me to do that. Amen. Iron sharpens iron. Amen. If you really want to grow, start serving and teaching. You'll grow faster that way than any other way there is. Amen. You've got to learn it and be and and make sure it's right so you can give it out. Because you don't want to give it out and it's not right. That's a bad plan. Who else? Praises. Camilla. I don't know if this is a praise, but it. I guess it kind of is. This little bird has come on my back porch and made a nest in one of my flower pots. And I walked out there and just walked right up on it, didn't know it was there. And he didn't fly away, or I guess it's a she because it's sitting on eggs. And it just it just looked up at me like it was my friend. And, and it's like I go out there and walk around, and the little bird just doesn't like, like he's scared of me at all. He's only left the nest one time, and I peeked over real careful and saw two little eggs out there might have been more in there because I didn't want to get too close you know and uh, anyway I guess I'm going to have little baby birds on my back porch it's kind of neat to watch you know how that little bird just sits there so patiently on those eggs just think all the secrets you're going to know now (laughs) (laughs) little little bird told me (laughs) well amen amen there was somebody else and I didn't get to you Vicki Earlier this year, Zoe had a function called Senior Serve, um, where the seniors, some of the seniors in a group she's in, serve the ten. They each get a table of ten family members and friends that have been influential in their high school career, 
and Bub and I were invited and they asked that the parents bring a dessert. So I brought my banana pudding cheesecake and it sold for $235 in the auction. And as a result of that, a man that Bubba ran into that he knows from Kilgore ordered some. And so I started slowly but surely maybe selling some banana pudding cheesecakes for profit. So All right, well, there you go. Awesome. Cool. Not sure about all of it. No. All right. Other other praises. Other praises. Is that it? Well, I praise God that the weather's getting a little more normal, and maybe we're not going to have that those hot hot days. This is the first of July. You don't want normal. Well, I mean, more normal. Give us a break every now and then. That gets old every day. I love summer, so you know I don't I don't know what y'all complain about. Summer in Texas is it's hot. What? Why do you think the Lord made air conditioning? Good grief. Come on. I got something to say. Say it. Okay, I'll say it. Josh, just for you. Okay. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Iron sharpened iron. So a man or a woman sharpened the countenance of his friends. So that's your encouragement, Josh. Keep doing what you're doing. Because God will bless you, my child. Yes, ma'am. Right. Amen. 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 Good good advice. Anybody else? Twice? Fourteen times? Go ahead, Vicki. I finished my Bible. On the last day of June, I read the last chapter of Revelation. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. Lisa? And I just got a text from Zach, and they are on the way to come here. Oh, wow. Cool. All right. Good deal. Well, all right. Uh, Christine? So this is kind of odd again, but uh, with us not sleeping so well last night, I was able to get up this morning and successfully cook two loaves of jalapeno cheddar sourdough bread. Josh ate half of one. (laughs) You know, one for breakfast, but I got it done, and... All right, there you go. Sourdough bread. That's pretty good stuff. For bread, I mean, bread's... Bread is... I eat bread, I get to wear it, but anyway. That's how that works. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we are in John chapter 1, and we've been back and forth in this chapter for a while. We're going to do some reviews today from what we've been studying kind of parked on for a a week or so here is verse number 33. Sometimes in church you get the idea that, well, I'm saved now, so I don't really need to know anything else. You know, I know I'm going to heaven. I'm saved. What else is there? Think about it. Like everything. Everything, right. When it comes to doctrine, anybody remember what doctrine means? What the word means? The Bible says that it means what? Teaching. It means teaching, yeah. Doctrine is the content of teaching. If you don't know Bible doctrine and have a pretty good uh, broad knowledge of Bible doctrine, you are, I don't want to use the word ignorant, but it is, you're uneducated. If you don't have a pretty broad knowledge of Bible doctrine, to be wrong or to be absent 
in your knowledge of Bible doctrine will lead you down more wrong trails than you can possibly imagine. Virtually every horrible mistake that Christians make is because of lack of doctrine, lack of, lack of Bible knowledge, Bible doctrine. And one of the areas of doctrine, all the Bible is completely doctrine. It's, that's what it is. It's teaching. It's to be learned. It's to be understood. And when people take sections of Scripture and they don't understand it, but they think they do, or they try to build ministries on it, build truths on it, build a you know, life direction on a doctrine, and they get it wrong, it causes horrible consequences. It costs the Lord His glory. That's the worst of the consequences. Who could tell me a doctrine that is out there, widely known, that is commonly in error? Josh, what do you think? You've got to repent of your sins before you're saved. Okay. Repent to the doctrine of repentance, misunderstood. Okay. You've got to work for it. Salvation by works. Horrible, misun horribly misunderstood. The sinner's prayer. The sinner's prayer. Prayer for salvation. Bob, you had your hand up. She already beat me. Okay. Any others? Vicki? Um, the passage of scripture where it says that the churches of Christ salute you and the entire church is based on the name Church of Christ. Universal, the doctrine of the church, universal church. That is a serious doctrine that is counted mostly as not very important by most Christians. Well, that, you know, that's just semantic. No, it's not just semantics. It, it's, it's a serious issue. Daryl? Uh, confessing your sins to a priest. Getting uh, forgiveness of sins from a priest. Yeah, that would be. And would uh, the Church of Christ, when they're going to allow musical instruments in the church, is that a mis... Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a doctrine. The consequences of that one aren't as serious as a lot of the others. Uh, but it's yeah baptism for salvation is the most serious of that particular stripe the doctrine that we're going to talk about today is one of the most misunderstood doctrines in the Bible I'm going to read it in verse 33 let's, let's back up and uh, read from 31 at least okay John said that this is John the who John the Baptist I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Well, John is the one sent ahead, 
six months older than Jesus, by the way, than the physical birth of them. Uh, and he is sent to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. Uh, we've learned a few things about that just in passing. One of the things is that uh, about how he prepared the way for Jesus. Baptizing with water was a big part of that preparation. How did John prepare the way for the Christ, for the coming of the Messiah? How did he do that? Baptizing? Well, he was baptizing, but... He preached and taught the coming of the Lord. Okay. He did. He taught that. Uh, what, what's the, what was the water baptizing about? Members of the church? Just an yeah. outward appearance, an uh, outward statement of... Well, we know that Jesus called it an act of righteousness. John, he, John didn't want to baptize Jesus. He said, I need, I need you to baptize me. Yeah. And Jesus said, no, it fulfills, it, it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. So we know that it's an act of righteousness... Uh, him baptizing Jesus fulfill all righteousness. Well, that's what Jesus called it. So, it was the right thing to do. Righteousness. Uh, John prepared the way for the Messiah. And one of the things he did in that preparation was that he baptized every member, every member of the twelve. Every member, every elder of the first church was baptized by John the Baptist. And when Judas, we, we studied this, what, two, three weeks ago. When Judas was, uh, when he hanged himself, uh, the, the Bible tells us that uh, he had to be replaced. And one of the, the requirements that Peter stated when they were going about the boat to replace this apostle that was now gone uh, is that he had to he had to come from the baptism of John. He had to have accompanied with them all the way from the baptism of John. And they chose uh, two guys uh, that that met that qualification, and the one who was chosen was Matthias. And so that's one of the ways that John prepared the way for the coming of the Messiah was that, that he baptized every member of the first church. Every one of them. The Bible, Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he did that. And there was only one church for a long time. Right there in Jerusalem. And every real church today came from, literally stemmed from, was perpetuated from that church. They came from that church and other churches came from those churches and mothers and daughters all the way down till today. If you ever find yourself in a church that did not literally come from another church, that really preaches the gospel and really baptizes believers after they're believers, then you need to get yourself out there and go find a real one. So there's doctrine in, in action. You need to know these doctrines. Now, here it says that the same, talking about Jesus, is 
the one who baptizes or will baptize with the Holy Ghost. Over here in Ephesians, in uh, chapter number 4, we've got two baptisms mentioned here in verse 33. Baptizing with water and baptizing with the Holy Ghost. Over here in Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 2 says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body and one Spirit. Even as you're called in one hope of your calling, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Well, we know that it's not literally there's only one, meaning only one baptism that's ever been. There are, what, 30 in this room? Lots of baptisms. It says there was one Lord. Is there many, are there many Lords or is there just one Lord? A lot of Lords. Well, to us. There are, many, are there many faiths or are there just one faith? To us. Uh, people strap bombs to their chest and walk into buildings and blow themselves up for their faith. You think that, well, they don't really, really have faith. That looks to me like they did. Faith in the wrong thing, apparently. Yeah. So, is this talking about only one, or is it talking about the kind? There's one body. There's only one kind of body. Eva said she's part of the body now. Amen. She's right. There's only one kind of body that's the body of Christ. There's not like a universal one and a local one. I think that's one plus one. That should be two, wouldn't it? Yeah. And we're talking about kind here. It's the only thing it can be talking about. There's only one kind of body that's the body of Christ. And it's not everybody in the whole world that knows Jesus. That's called the family of God. It's not called the body. It's a different term. So there's one body and one spirit. Is there one spirit only or are there many spirits? Well, there's a bunch of them in this room. Every one of you have a spirit. And all the devils are spirits. When it says one, what's it mean? Does it mean only one or does it mean one kind? There's only one kind of body that is the body of Christ, and it's a real local church. There's only one spirit that is the Holy Spirit. And that's who he's talking about here, one spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit of God. Are there many spirits? One hope of your calling. Is there only one hope, or are there many? The guy with the bomb. He's open for... 72 virgins. And three camels. And three camels. So I don't know what he's hoping for. But it's a different hope than the one I got. There's only one hope that is the real thing. It's genuine. One Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord of Lords. The Lord of all. One faith. One baptism. There is only one kind of baptism when Paul wrote this, at least, 
that is a biblical baptism. What kind is it? It's in water. It's a water baptism. So I wanted to just throw that out there for you and get you thinking along those lines. Because here in John chapter 33, we have a reference to two baptisms. I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same one said, the one in whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. John baptized with water. He, whoever he is, who is he in verse 33? It's Jesus. Jesus will baptize with the Holy Ghost. Do you know anybody that's ever been baptized with the Holy Ghost? The, uh, no, uh, the, the Pentecostals. Like I, like I said, do you know anyone who's ever been baptized with the Holy Ghost or by the Holy Ghost? No, I mean, there's one verse of scripture in the Bible, only one, only one, that seems to say that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, baptizes anyone. No? Acts 1-5. Read it. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not days from now. We're going there. Okay. We're going there. That's where we'll end up. I wanted to read this other verse to you. And you could say, well, is that a proper translation? Uh, yes. Is it easy to misunderstand? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. See, Liam agrees. <laughs> it says, verse 12, for the, As the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. That's what that one body in Ephesians is talking about. There's the definition right there. And then he says this, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. We know what the body is. It's the body of Christ. It's a local church. It's the only kind of church there is, the local church. Did the Spirit baptize you into this church? Some say yes, some say no. You did. You did. How does the Spirit baptize someone into the body? He can't, can he? He leads you to do it according to what the Word tells The Holy Spirit... Now, if you're taking notes, write this down. The Holy Spirit has never baptized anybody, ever. Andrew read what John was talking about from Acts chapter 1 just before it was getting ready to happen. And it does not say, it does not say that the Holy Spirit baptized anybody or is going to. What it says is says John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Eva, did the water baptize you or did I baptize you? Did the water baptize those people that John was with or did John baptize them? John baptized them. So John says John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost.
Is the Holy Ghost the baptizer or is it the Holy Ghost like the water? The Holy Ghost is the element, not the one who does the baptizing. Who does the baptizing here? Jesus. 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 And we're going we're gonna to talk more about that. But let me go back to 1 Corinthians and, tell, and point out to you what this is talking about and how this works. It says, For by one Spirit are you all baptized into one body. 13. Chapter 12, verse 13. All right. When you got baptized, who told you to get baptized? You. <laughs> me? <laughs> well... I read it to you. Who wrote what I read to you? The Spirit. Uh, I built the house that Lisa and I live in. And, and it's correct to say that. But I didn't drive all those nails. I didn't cut all those boards. So how is it accurate to say that I built that house? You funded it and you were in charge of it. You were the overseer? I was the overseer. I was the motivator. I was the instigator. When I, when I got saved, I didn't go through basic Bible truth. And I was ignorant as a brick when it comes to the Bible, when I got saved. I didn't know. I knew that people were supposed to get baptized. But I didn't know why, when, or for sure how. And I was in church every Sunday after I got saved. Pastor tricked me. He said, you come for five weeks in a row, and then if you want to check out other things, do that. Just come for five weeks in a row and see what, you, see what God tells you. Every Sunday, I'm sitting back there, and... I'm not, I know you, none of you know what it's like to be under the conviction of the Spirit of God. <laughs> and every week, the Lord is tearing me up. And I don't know why. I don't have a clue. I mean, I know I'm a sinner, and I probably did something wrong. And so, I'm, and so finally, after several weeks of this goes by, and I'm miserable, I go down to the front because I don't know what else to do. And uh, I met the preacher down there, and he said, uh, Brother Dill, are you ready to get baptized? I said, yes. <laughs> that must be it. And sure enough, I got baptized the next week, and never, never happened again. So who led me, who motivated me to get baptized? It was the Spirit of God. That's what this is talking about. How do I know? Well, back up a few verses. Watch this. Verse number three. This is nine verses earlier. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God. Now, he's, he, in verse 13, he's talking about being baptized by the Spirit of God. Now he's talking about speaking by the Spirit of God. He said, No man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Twice there in that verse it uses the same terminology, by the Spirit or by the Holy Ghost. When I tell you about Jesus, 
does that happen when the Holy Spirit takes me over and causes my vocal cords and my jaws to move and my tongue to, to utter these words? No, that's not what happens. But it says that I speak by the Holy Ghost. It's talking about the motivation. It's talking about the leadership of the Spirit of God to get baptized. And it's water baptism because there's only one baptism. And it's in water. So hopefully that gives you a little insight. Now what about this spirit baptism? I said, did you know anybody that was baptized with the Holy Spirit? And that's what it says here, with the Holy Ghost. Well, you certainly know know anybody that was baptized by the Holy Spirit because nobody's ever been baptized by the Holy Spirit, nor ever will be. But there were people baptized with the Spirit. And we're going to read about that here in just a minute. But do you know anybody that's been baptized with the Spirit? You don't know anybody's been baptized with the Spirit. Just because somebody claimed to speak in tongues like Liam here doesn't mean they were baptized with the Spirit. The reason you don't know anybody that was baptized with the Spirit is because you're not old enough. Because every one of them that was ever baptized with the Spirit is in heaven now. That's the reason you don't know anybody. Can I ask you another question? Sure. So I think what threw me off in Acts 1-5, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit many days from now. I thought, the people, I thought who he was talking to were the apostles who had already been baptized with water by John. Yep. They too will be baptized again in the future. That's what it says. All right, first of all, no individual Christian was ever baptized with the Spirit by Jesus. No, it's not for individuals. It says in chapter 2, verse 1, when, they, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all with one accord in one place, the church... About 120 members were all with one accord. They were all in one agreement, and they were in one place. Probably the same upper room, probably the same upper room where Jesus administered the Passover to the 12th a few days before, 40-something days before. It says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. In in John, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove and lighted upon Jesus and remained upon him. I don't know if it was a visible apparition or what, but it says a sound from heaven, like a rushing mighty wind came and it filled the house where they were sitting. We're sitting in a little house here. It's a room. But if it was a house and, and a sound came from heaven and it filled this house, would we be immersed in that, whatever it was to fill the house, if we're in the room? Yeah. Yes. That's the word, what baptism means, immersed. It says, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Cloven means divided. Tongues means languages. I don't know if it was a visible thing or not, but it's talking about divided languages. 
and, and how was the language divided? They spoke in their own language, and the ones who heard them the next day as the preaching went out heard them in their own language, two at once, divided. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was the immersion or the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And it was administered to the church, not to individual Christians. What was it for? For edifying the church. Edifying of the church. No. no. It gives them power to advance the gospel. It was empowerment. No. Authority was back in back in forty days ago. This one, here's what it said. But you shall receive power. That's dunamis. The literal ability to get it done after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. These people were in a room. The Holy Spirit filled the room. Did it came upon them. Now, these people had already received the Spirit within them. It says so in John chapter 20. But this is an empowerment. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power for what? And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. Who's he talking to? The disciples. He's talking to the disciples. Is he talking to them as individual disciples? Well, let me ask you this. Did these individual disciples take the gospel all the way to the end of the world? Yes. They did? No, they didn't live long enough. They're still going. He's talking to them as who they are in a body, the church. It's the church that he gave power to take the gospel to be the witness all the way to the uttermost part of the earth. And here we are still doing it. He gave the church the authority, and then he gave the church the power. The power was, neither was the authority or the power given to any individual Christian. It was given to the church as a body. When I baptized you last week, Eva, I said, by the authority of the Lighthouse Baptist Church, I baptize you, my sister. You have a real baptism administered by a real authority which is a real church makes all the difference in the world and there is that baptism never to individuals so if anybody ever asks you do you know anybody that was baptized in or by or with the Holy Spirit you don't you know of some Peter and the other 120 120 